Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We have a very different sort of an oddcast for you today. We're going to play some talkback messages that we um, have held back from the regular show. And we're going to wrap up this episode with a brand new bedtime story, Chit Chat and the Night We Nearly Got Arrested. We always have an odd one in the crowd. So it's kind of odd. Decidedly odd. Doesn't that strike you as a little bit odd? No, it doesn't strike me as a little bit odd. It's the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. The stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. Now, here's the Oddcast. So I want to front load this by saying that we try so hard to be really, really responsive to the people who listen to our radio show and our podcasts. And it it gets overwhelming and in a good way, and we're very thankful for that. We try to respond to messages and questions. Um, they come at us pretty fast, and I think Max, can you back me up here? That like we miss a lot, but so, not for lack of time. So what people don't realize is we don't have staff. <laughs> we don't. It. We. Don't, it's just us. People are we're shocked it. when they go. Well, don't you have an assistant, or you know, isn't Sherry's assistant good? I'm like, no, no, we're all you know, having to do this ourselves. So I'm, I am scanning and um, answering and responding, you know, at, that's the last thing I do before I go to bed every night. It's the first thing I do every morning. It's seven days a week. It's Christmas and Thanksgiving. We try really hard. And I apologize right now if you have reached out to the show and not gotten a response because we're, we're just doing the best we try. We, can. we really and, do. And we also have um, we have a talkback option where if you have our free app, there's a little microphone in the bottom center of the screen. If you've never noticed that before, look at it. If you tap it and talk, it'll automatically send your message to us. And of course, we have a phone number. You can call us any time of the day uh, at 844-52-SHERRY, 844-52-SHERRI. And an interesting phenomenon um, has happened over time with the show. And, and here's what it is in a nutshell. People have, people hear Bob say, I'm not, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not. Blah, blah. And, and he'll tell people, I don't read my emails. Like one day he came into work and announced that he had asked the um, IT guy, our former IT guy, who's also named Bob to delete all of his email. He just didn't, he didn't even read them. He just had them deleted. He found it burdensome to have the number of uh, unread messages, which I was like, well, that's a bold move, Zen master. I can't do it myself, (laughs) but you go, right? So over time, people heard that and believed it because it's true. And they would, they would send their complaints about Bob to me. Hi, I know he doesn't read his email or messages. So here, this is for you. 
and I would get his email messages. And I still do. And those complaints have migrated to talkback messages and voicemails and stuff. Now, people come to me directly to chew me a new one. I, I, don't, need, um, I don't need any go-betweens. I get, in, I get yelled at and criticized for literally everything. And I say that not in any kind of self-pitying way. It's whack-a-mole, right? It's a really, like I'm out here and I say outrageous things sometimes or whatever and I piss people off, who knows. But I get, I get, I could say right now into this microphone, <clears throat> um, I, I got a four-pack of uh, no-show socks yesterday. Here comes the email. Well, it must be nice to have socks. That's followed up by, aren't you lucky to have feet? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> no matter what it is, no matter what, it, it, innocuous sounding, people, you know, they go, yeah, wow. And, and I get flamed and I, and I recognize, you know, I'm a, I'm a social worker and, I'm, a, and I'm, I'm an MSW and I recognize that, you know, when you're going through a tough spot in your life, you're really sensitive and things that aren't aimed at you or meant in any way for you feel personal. I get that. So like recently on the air, Bob asked me something and I was like, dude, I would rather die than read that book. And I got a heartbreaking long message from a listener um, who had lost a family member to suicide and just absolutely was beside herself that I would use a sentence like that. Which, when you think about it, you know, slang like that is pretty dark, right? Would you actually rather die than read that romance novel? Probably not. You'd probably rather read the romance novel and live. But it's it's at the point really where, um, as a culture, you know, we're so sensitive and we're so um, uh, hair trigger to take offense that I don't know how we're even doing a radio show anymore. Every topic is off limits. If, if Bob turns on the mic and says, I hate mayonnaise, we get complaints. We just lost an affiliate station in South Dakota on the grounds that we slandered Mount Rushmore. If you've listened to this show for like a freaking minute, you know that I loved Mount Rushmore. I waited my whole life to go to Mount Rushmore. We have framed photos in our home of my family at Mount Rushmore. Like I freaking love Mount Rushmore. But, you know, people hear what they want to hear and they hear half of what gets said. And I'm guilty of it, too. You know, I'll be like, Cruz, you are, too. Right, Max? Yeah. You're flipping channels and you hear something. You're like, well, excuse you. And, you know, we get irate. Um, so what we're going to do in this podcast, we're going to play some of the messages, some of the talkback messages that we get. And if it seems that most of them are coming for Bob, I just explained why. They come directly to me with their complaints but they go to management with Bob's and it's next. All right. So we have a, we have a good, good sized little bucket of um, messages here. Max, let's hit the first one. Bob and Sherry, I love you. But if I have to listen to Bob mispronounce a word one more time, I'm going to pull my hair out. Ashton Kutcher, not Kutcher, <laughs> Kutcher. Bob, it's me again. It's climactic. <laughs> Not climatic, <laughs> climactic. I, you guys, my response to that is, I hear you. I get so many DMs and emails asking me why I don't correct his pronunciation. And here's why. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll slide it in every once in a while. Like, he'll say, that genre of movies, and, and it's nails on a chalkboard for Max and for our last caller, 
and I'll say, you're right, that genre of movies is certainly popular. Like, I'll do it that way because otherwise all I'm doing is just correcting him like a school teacher and being a nag. And that gets that gets old. Doesn't that get old to listen to? It gets old to do, right? Yeah. So here's another one. He's he's a fan of the baseball team, the Boston Red Sox. But he'll say a Red Sox player. Anyhow, this is what a listener said about that. Bob, I have a question for you. I was just listening to you talk about Sweet Caroline music uh, I played after Red Sox games. Every time you talk about the Red Sox, you talk about a Red Sox game. <laughs> I don't understand this. Is this a... New England thing? Is this how it's pronounced? Is this how it's said in New England? Uh, there's an X on the end, so I'm always used to red socks. It's not singular. It's not like a sock you wear. Help. Thank <laughs> This drives Max crazy also. Um, <laughs> he, he thinks it's because Bob has been, you know, trained to have proper grammar and that if you're talking about a Boston Red Sox player in the singular. He is not a Red Sox. He is a Red Sox. But of course, he's that's not correct. And we apologize to Red Sox Nation for, for this. But I also have to promise you, um, I think there's an approximately 0% chance that we will get that fixed. What do you think? Yeah, that's not going to happen, Sherry. That's th- yeah. That one is not going to get fixed because when we tried to tell him there was no X in the word espresso, he said some people say it and it's accepted, so I'm going to continue doing it. Yeah. He's going to be – he's going to fly that B.O.B. flag, and it is the Boston Red Sox player, not the Red Sox. All right, next. Uh, so we've got a guy who said he's done voiceover work, and he wanted to do readings from the book of Bob, and he's really funny. So I'm going to play this. Hi, Bob and Sherry. This is Jeremiah from Monmouth, Oregon. I'm just sitting here reading through my uh, book of Bob. <laughs> I've uh, done a little voiceover work, so my girlfriend suggested I should uh, – record an audition for the inevitable Book of Bob <laughs> audiobook. <laughs> I've spent all day trying to uh, capture Bob's essence. So uh, here, here it goes. <clears throat> Page 12. I admit it. I was rude to the guy selling pizza coupons door to door. March 24th, 2003. Page 30. Tomorrow, I go on the face diet. Fish, (laughs) blueberries, no coffee. January 10th, 2005. Page 51. I've had a realization about myself. I'm not going to change, though. I am the human speed bump. I, I want that nickname. October 14th, 2013. Hey, I love the show. Uh, Have a great day. (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm dying. Um, You know what's what's kind of tragic is I I documented all of that and wrote the book of Bob. What a waste of a life. (laughs) All right, next. Okay, this next week, you know, he'll he'll get something in his craw. And it'll be like, Halloween's not a holiday. I just heard Bob say that Halloween isn't a holiday. And I'm sorry, what? 
course it's a holiday. I thought I thought I misheard you at first or that you misspoke, but then then you stood by it and I I don't understand. Um I mean it's it's one of the biggest holidays. It's like one of the main ones. It's right there behind Thanksgiving in my mind. Um and I mean it's more of a holiday than Valentine's Day and no one's arguing that Valentine's Day isn't a holiday because of course it is. Just like Halloween is a holiday because of course it is. Um and you said that it doesn't get the same respect as other holidays and I mean it doesn't from you as <laughs> as we can see but it does from everybody else because it's a holiday. And you know Sherry if you would like to if you, if you did reconsider the taking him up back thing I think that might be okay. <laughs> yeah, because on the day he declared that Halloween was on a holiday, I was so exasperated. I was like, I'm taking you outside. You need you need to beat him. I'm going to take you outside and beat you. I do not want to be taken outside and beaten. Well, then don't say stupid shit like on a holiday. Not only is it a holiday, I think it's one of the most, the, the holiday next to Christmas that Americans spend the most money on now, isn't it? I, that would not surprise me because it used to be some people put up some lights or something, a little decoration. Now people go all out in decorating yeah, for Halloween. Yeah. Uh, um, I agree with you. I agree with you. Halloween is a holiday. All right, next. So Bob has a thing that he does where he doesn't like the guy that's the teller at the bank because he engages in too much conversation. But he goes to the cleaners and the person doesn't want to talk to him. And that annoys him. This listener noticed that. Hi, Bob, Sherry, and Mac. So my name is Meredith and I live in northern Minnesota. And I was listening to your podcast today while I was grooming dogs. And I happened to hear the podcast, the part where Bob is ranting about a dry cleaner not saying anything to him. And is deciding what, what he should do. Should he give her the cold shoulder? Should he lecture her? Blah, blah, blah. Well, you lecture your banker. Um, he does talk to you, ask you what you're doing for the weekend. So um, maybe your dry cleaner listened to the show. <laughs> um, so um, it's hard to be Bob. It is hard to be Bob. Let me see. Uh, now, he'll he'll decide that he does not like something before he even tries it. The movie Elf is an excellent example of that. Hey, Bob and Sherry. It's Melissa from Tampa. Bob. Please, please watch Elf and review it. I just, I just think it would be the perfect Christmas gift for me and for so many others out there. All right. Love you, Sherry. Bye. So um, here's the reason why we haven't pushed Bob to review, to watch and review Elf. Not because we think that he'll watch it and hate it. He'll hate watch it, but there's no way that anybody can watch Elf and not come away appreciating that it's really well done and really funny and that Will Ferrell is absolutely amazing as Buddy the Elf. Here's why we will not encourage Bob to watch Elf and review it. Because he's going to watch it and he's going to like it. And then it's going to be oh, like he yeah. invented it. And then it's going to get to the point where Max has to saw his own ears <laughs> off with a butter knife. Because he can't hear one more word about the movie Elf. Max, right off the top of your head, three movies that have been ruined for you this way. Uh, about Schmidt, uh, the movie about Elvis. Oh, let me see. There's got to be one other one. Um, 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 um. Any movie with Jennifer Conley that he goes on and on about. 
Titanic. Oh. Mac, we had to we had to buy a ticket and force Max to go to Titanic because Max was like, "I'm done. I will never see this movie as long as I, I refuse. I will not see this movie." And so that's why we can't force the. Can elephant. I just tell you, I I'm still waiting for my money from the receipt for the concessions because you agreed to pay concessions too, and they wouldn't give me a receipt. So I don't want to say that I'm holding on to it, but. That's, Any, you know, that's 100% Tony. Okay, next. All right. This one is about how Bob refers to himself. Hi, Bob and Sherry. This is Melissa from Tampa. Um, longtime listener. Um, I just have to say, Bob, whenever you refer to yourself as like Mr. Bobby or, you know, in some reference that way, it just, it makes my skin crawl. I love you so much. I don't know why. It just does. Do you know what I just noticed? She's the same woman that was complaining about the Elf movie. Well, you know what? I mean, some see. of these wait, things. Wait, let's double check. This. I would have double checked this to make Let sure. Hang on, hang on. Hey, Bob and Sherry. It's Melissa from Tampa. It Bob. is. It That's is. the same yeah. person. I just yeah. realized that. Melissa, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about Mr. Bobby and that he's not going to ever watch Elf. All right, next. Okay, this <laughs> This next one, this woman has a fair question. Hey, Bob and Sherry, Max and Doc. Um, Ashley from North Carolina. I'm just um, sitting here at work. I work third shift. It is midnight. And I'm listening to the podcast. And I just heard um, Bob tell a little story about how his bottom got soaked uh, while he was in Zen mode. And... (laughs) He got into the car and drove down through the countryside, Donald Duck style, and felt nervous about getting in an accident or, you know, pulled over or something. And this is just maybe a stupid question, but Bob, if you were on a trip, didn't you have a suitcase of, like, dry clothes? I don't know. Just a thought. Have a great day. Love you guys' show. You know, to be fair, Ashley, that that thought did not occur to us either. Like, we were like, what what do you mean you were Donald? You didn't have your pants on. Did that occur to either of you? It didn't occur to me that he would have clean clothes in the trunk. It's a fair point. It's a very good point, Ashley. Somebody's awake on third shift. Um, Of course, we have this feature called Bob, 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 so... Bob, Bob, Bob. I've got bad news for you. Turns out they have had Indiana Jones on the small screen before. There was a little series called Young Indiana Jones. So I don't know if anybody actually watched it, but I do remember it existed. Uh, You know, with the lack of cable, I couldn't watch it myself. So, you know. Um, Anyway, I just thought it's been a while since we've had a Bob, Bob, Bob call. I figured it was my turn to send one in. Have a good day, guys. Would you you like to go ahead? Go ahead. Some of the things that Bob gets in trouble for, they they were such a fleeting, like such a throwaway comment that like I didn't even register it, do you know? Yeah. In the moment. And I'm like, did Bob did Bob anger the small screen Indiana Jones community? Where was I that day? So since we're doing Bob Bob Bob. Bob Bob Bob. This is Will from Iowa. Wonder Woman is not a Marvel movie. <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob. I don't understand why when something seems weird or annoying in your life, you compare yourself to George Clooney and Brad Pitt. What? Who does that? There, I looked it up. There's over 7 billion people in the world 
almost 330 million people in the U.S. Why do you think your life would be like George Clooney and Brad Pitt? I mean, I clean up after my dog. I find bugs in weird spots. I Everybody cleans up that stuff. Nobody's living like them. Those are not the, the average. Those are not the standard. Those are the outliers. Don't compare yourself to them. It's not worth it. And it makes no sense. <laughs> I can see her with her finger out. You know what I mean? I agree. But I agree because the minute you start going, well, how come my life isn't like uh, Jennifer Aniston's? Everything you have is going to look shabby and disappointing. That is why the, their expression, comparison is the thief of joy, exists. Because it's true. You may feel like everything in your life is garbage compared to Brad Pitt. But I promise you there is somebody looking at you from a distance who would do anything to have what you have. Right? Yep. It's true. And uh, this is a woman. We have one more. Oh, no, we have more. Okay. Okay. We get thinks that Bob is. Well, I'll just let her tell. Hi, guys. This is Zimmy from Kentucky. Longtime listener. Um, I just love you guys. And I just want to say that I probably wouldn't have a job if it weren't for you, because there have been plenty of mornings when the only thing that got me out of bed was being able to listen to you as I got ready for work. Anyway, I was doing some online shopping, as you do, and I came across this sticker, and I immediately thought of Bob. The sticker said, hold on, let me overthink this. (laughs) And if that's not Bob Lacey, I really don't know what is. Love you guys. Bye. Listen, I mean, thank you. God, it is such a... Y'all cannot even... You can't imagine how aware of and how grateful we are to be in this position that, you know, we get to, like, do goofy stuff and entertain you or distract you or keep you company throughout your day. used to be in the olden days that, you know, it was just in the morning, right? But now, thanks to podcasting, and we've been podcasting the show since 2006... Thanks to podcasting, we we hear from people that don't even realize that the podcast is actually a radio show and they listen to it, you know, in the middle of the night or they binge on weekends and stuff. And over the years, we have had so many opportunities um, to be reminded of how really fortunate and blessed we are. And I, this. I, 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 we genuinely enjoy doing this with each other. That much is true, really. And here is the last one. Hi, Bob and Sherry. This is Bob. I'm in southern Minnesota. I have to say I enjoy your show. Um, Sherry, uh, for a gift, I was given the book about Bob and enjoy that greatly. I'm wondering, though, if at some time you're going to put together an audiobook of stories of chit-chat. I love when you tell stories about chit-chat. Just putting that out there, something to think about for the future. Also, I, I loved the story you told about when you were going to like a doctor's appointment and you got SpaghettiOs thrown at you. Uh, your attitude and the way you uh, took that was a spot on. Wonderful job. Have a good day, you guys. It was the only time, thank you, sir. It was the only time that SpaghettiOs had touched my flesh. Now, granted, it was my ankle, but I still thought I was just like, oh, they're SpaghettiOs on my skin. My grandmothers were spinning in their graves. It was terrible. So here's what he was talking about. When my girls were little, um, I would tell them bedtime stories based on goofy things that happened to Bob. Like the time that Bob 
because, you know, we get up God awful early for this job. And the time that Bob walked out to his car at like 445 in the morning, put his coffee and his wallet on the roof of his car, unlocked his car, reached up, got his coffee, forgot his wallet. Driving through his neighborhood for work, his vehicle was attacked by what he could only describe as a large, frightening black bird. Well, of course, it was his wallet coming <laughs> off of the um, roof of the car and ricocheting off the windshield. So that became the bedtime story, Chit Chat and the Scary Bird. And so my kids grew up listening to bedtime stories of goofy things that Bob would do. And I'm going to tell a Chit Chat story that we have never discussed on the air. And we're never going to discuss it on the radio show. This is going to be the only time I'm ever going to tell this story. And this is going to be the only place I'm ever going to tell this story. So kids, gather around. Everybody have their teeth brushed? Yes, we sure We all have our teeth brushed. Ooh. And you have your special blankets? Oh, everybody. All right, here we go. This is the story of Chit Chat and the night we almost got arrested. <laughs> Chit Chat wakes up very, very early to do his show, and he loves his job. He's so proud of what he does, and he works so, so hard at it. And and sometimes, as part of Chit Chat's job, he has to get on an airplane and fly very, very far away to meet his friends who listen to his radio show. And he's so excited when he has a chance to do that. And on this one day, Chit Chat got up very, very early and he did his radio show and he went to the airport and he got on the airplane and he flew all the way across the country. Does anybody know how big America is? The United States? It was a couple thousand plus miles and Chit Chat doesn't like to fly, does he? Oh no, mommy, Chit Chat's afraid to fly. That's right. Chit Chat was very anxious on the plane the whole time because he was seated near the door and he white knuckled that flight because he didn't know if at any moment the door would fly open or a, a crazy passenger would try to open the door. And there was also that little voice in Chit Chat's head that said, open the door. So he couldn't even trust himself. You know how that is. And the plane finally lands in San Francisco and Chit Chat gets off the plane and he goes and he waits at baggage claim. And his suitcase is the very last one off the plane. Because that's how it do be sometimes <laughs> for Chit Chat. And then he goes with his friends, Tony and Sherry, to the rental car desk. And it's a very specific rental car because Tony has Marriott points. And that means... <laughs> that means much to Chit Chat's chagrin... I'm sorry, what is that? Chagrin? Like irritation. Much to Chit Chat's irritation... The Marriott Points rental car is the longest line in the terminal, but, but we get in the car. And now Chit Chat is so happy because his friend Tony has promised him an expensive dinner in Sausalito on the way to Sonoma County, where Chit Chat is going to meet all of his radio friends. And if there's anything that Chit Chat likes better than pasta, it's pasta he's not paying for. So off to Sausalito, Chit Chat goes, and he has a very delicious dinner. And he has two glasses of wine. Well, maybe four. But that's not the point, kids. The point is, is that time zones are a thing. Can anyone tell me what time zones are? Well, it's simple. It's a different time in different parts of the country. And where Chit Chat came from, it was three 
hours later than where Chit Chat went too. And so by the time Chit Chat ate his spaghetti dinner that he didn't have to pay for and drank his <laughs> two or possibly four glasses of wine that he also didn't have to pay for, it was very, very late. Now, it was only 11 p.m. California time, but for Chit Chat, let's do the math together. Let's add three hours to 11 p.m. Midnight, one, two, two, very good. It's 2 a.m. for Chit Chat. He's very, very tired. And you know what, kids? Who can blame him? Back we go into the rental car and we drive through the night. The twisty, windy roads that take you from the San Francisco Bay Area up into the wine country of Northern California. Dark roads, a long ride. And Chit Chat is so tired. And now it's three o'clock in the morning, Chit Chat time, when we pull in to the best western of Sonoma County. And Tony says, is Chit Chat sleeping? And Miss Sherry said, yeah, he fell asleep. And Tony said, let's let him sleep. We'll just go in and get the rooms. So Tony and Miss Sherry go into the lobby and there they discover an astonishing situation. Sorry, I don't mean to tip, Sherry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, kids. Oh. Somebody should have taken the best out of Best Western that night because instead of three hotel rooms, there was only one available and it only had one bed. And I'll remind you that it's Tony and Miss Sherry and Chit Chat. And they're all married to other people, not each other. And none of them want to sleep together in one bed at the Best Western. So Tony and Sherry look at each other and Tony says to the night manager, well, I mean, is there, is there anything you can do? And the night manager is so apologetic at the Best Western. First of all, it's none of it's her fault. Second, the place is booked solid. And why is that? Oh, good question. Well, Chit Chat had flown across country to meet his radio friends at the Marin County Fair which was also home to the world's ugliest dog contest. And people had come from all over the world to see the world's ugliest dogs. There was press there from Finland and Japan and France and Czechoslovakia. There was press there from Libya and Brazil and Nashville, Tennessee. The Today Show was there. Good Morning America was there. And that's just a fancy way of saying that every hotel room for miles was booked by either fairgoers, fair vendors, dog people, and fans of the world's ugliest dog. So now Tony and Sherry are looking at each other, trying to figure out what we're going to do because it's three o'clock in the morning, East Coast time, and it's heading toward four. And that's when... Can you guess what happened, kids? Can you guess what happened now? <laughs> the automatic lobby doors at the Best Western Sonoma County blew open with <laughs> And through those lobby doors came a very disheveled and very aggravated Chit Chat. And Chit Chat said, what's going on? Where's, what's my, do you have my key? And Tony looked at Sherry, and Sherry looked at Tony, and we explained the situation. And um, kids, um, 
There's an expression now. Sis chit chat popped off. He became incensed. And not unfairly. He was very, very tired. He'd been awake now for almost a whole day. And he expressed in passionate and colorful terms what he thought of the best western Sonoma County. And the night manager, who had probably had a full day of dealing with the public, said, get out of this hotel or I'm calling the police. And I guess hearing that once just wasn't enough because the popping off did continue. Oh, yes, it did. And there was no dialing it down. No matter what Tony and Miss Cherry said, the popping off reached fever heights. The night manager at the Best Western was on the phone to the sheriff's office. And that's when Miss Cherry and Tony knew that they had to get the hell out of there. He's going to need bail money. So we go back to the car and Chichad is pissed. I am never traveling again for the radio show. This is no way for a human being to be treated. And you know what? He wasn't wrong. But now it's four o'clock in the morning, East Coast time, 1 a.m. California time. And we got nowhere to go. So Miss Sherry who has the internet skills of a middle schooler, said, I found a hotel one town over that has three rooms, but they're not going to hold them for us. The guy on the phone said that we just needed to hightail it. That's what we did, kids. We hightailed it to the American Inn. The American Inn probably sounds kind of fancy, doesn't it? Well, I would like you to think again. The fanciest thing about the American Inn was the name of the American Inn, boys and girls. And when you checked into the American Inn, you stood outside in the cold and you handed your credit card through some bulletproof glass (laughs) to a real angry night clerk who didn't want to hear none of your bullshit know-how. Oops. Sorry about that. And there were three rooms at the American Inn, which was conveniently located right on the bypass. And those rooms, kids, had character. Character is a word grown-ups use when they're trying to be nice and not say things like, there were bullet holes in the walls, kids. And it's a good thing the chit-chat didn't have luminol because I'm guessing that the bedspreads, if they could have talked... There was no hot water. And the toilet, when you flushed it, sounded like this. (laughs) But Miss Sherry and Tony were so happy that they weren't sleeping in the car and they weren't sharing a bed with each other and chit-chat that everybody bolted themselves in for the night. And the next day came and we went to the Marin County Fair where we learned that we had been banned for life from the best western Sonoma County. That's a true story. I am banned for life along with Chit Chat and Tony from the best western Sonoma County. 
and as it happens from the world's ugliest dog contest kids there's a moral to this story and here's what it is it's two parter first part is triple check your hotel reservations before you leave the house and the second part is if you're going to get banned from somewhere for life try to pick something a little swaggier and sexier than the best western <laughs> Sonoma County <laughs> and while everything that happened that night was dramatic and loud and insane and we came within a whisker of getting at least a good talking to from the law dogs chit chats fit was not unjustified no human being should be asked to stay awake for 24 straight hours then be threatened with arrest and then banned for life from a budget motel off the interstate and that's the story of chitchat and the night we nearly got arrested and i want to thank each and every one of our listeners for listening and all the folks who call and leave talkbacks who email and who dm us who come to our facebook live happy hours and everyone in sonoma county who listens to the show via podcast cuz they've wondered what the hell happened that night <laughs> and i've never been able to tell the story until now and for those of you that think that we're just some white bread candy ass radio show i need you to understand We're the kind of outlaws that are banned for life from the best western. And that's pretty rock and roll. We'll see you next time on the Outcast. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Cherry podcast and the Bob and Cherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Tis the month of St. Paddy's Day and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter and right now you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com/bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ziprecruiter.com/bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ziprecruiter.com/bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.